Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, came to the show with a lot of history. Over 35 years in the car industry, running a string of dealerships and winning the USA Today Dealer of the Year Award twice. Kevin McCarthy, a Radio Hall of Famer, came to the show in a Jaguar. It's nice to have Jerry for a friend. Now, with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive, here they are on CarPro USA. And we appreciate you joining us. This is CarPro USA. We are here to give you straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. And I'm here to help you take advantage when there are sometimes that are better than others to pull the trigger. You've heard me say a million times if you listen to the show that December is the best time to buy. And it's certainly the best time to lease luxury vehicles. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But if you're doing something between now and let's call it September or October, if you're one of those people who say, I'm going to buy a vehicle in the summertime or just in September as they change your models, I would tell you that between now and Wednesday is the time to do it. There's a lot of factors going on out there. A shortage of new vehicles. We know because of microchips, and that's not going to get solved overnight. Uh, we've got a seat foam shortage, um, which is kind of nutty, but that one probably will be solved. But unless there's microchips are solved, there's not going to be production of a whole lot of popular vehicles. So what you see on the dealer's lots right now is pretty much what you're going to be looking at over the next 90 days. And and I'll tell you, the first quarter of this year, business has been good. All the dealers that I talk to, and that's a lot of them, are having a great first quarter. And so when, you, when you've got brisk sales and no vehicles coming behind that to, to re, you know, refill the holes that are created by sales – it's uh, it's going to get dicey. What happens when cars get short? What happens when anything gets short? Prices go up, and the rebates will go down. There is no reason for a auto manufacturer to put big rebates on vehicles when they're short in supply. And I will tell you, and I I, I sort of got permission to say this, but uh, I saw a memo come from Toyota just two days ago. That said, these vehicles that currently have these rebates, and they were varying because they always vary, will not will not have rebates on April first. So Toyota's pulling the plug right now. They won't be alone. Now there are going to be some vehicles out there that there's a lot of. There's overcapacity. The dealers are stocked up. They're slow sellers. All that stuff will always be there, and those will continue to have good rebates. But I'm talking about primarily trucks and SUVs. It's going to get tough, folks. Pull the trigger now if you can, especially if you got a trade-in. Trade values are through the roof. You know, Jerry, I've had people tell me at the last weekend of the month or the last weekend of big incentives throughout the year, they say, you know, I didn't have time. I heard this was going away. The incentives were going away, blah, 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 blah. But it was Saturday. Well, these big incentives that you expect to go away Wednesday night. Yes. And the used car values, which who knows what's going to go on with them. But at least you've got until Wednesday night 
to run some numbers and take a look and see if you can take advantage of this situation. Yeah. Because over and over and over, we just look at one simple thing, which you say is even more true in the car business, supply and demand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But the used car thing, the dealers know, and that's why I'm sharing this information. The dealers know that new cars are going to get very short in supply. So what are they doing? They're stocking up on used cars. We saw the same thing happen last June after COVID shut down assembly plants all over the country and world. So the dealers are stocking up now. That means they're paying more. They have to pay more to be able to buy them so they got something to sell. It's really pretty simple. So if you're thinking about doing something, let's talk about it. 800-926-7777, perusecarprousa.com, and you'll find a lot of information there. All of our car reviews, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter at the bottom of the front page, and we'll get you a copy today along with the, the things I just talked about, I outlined in a story that was at the top of the newsletter yesterday that I titled End of the First Quarter and End of the Big Incentives. And so I give you the, a lot of the reasons I just talked about. But we also had a story about catalytic converter theft that is skyrocketing, which is massive. Uh, the fastest selling cars and trucks in America, three new cars reviews. And I wrote an article titled Choosing the Right Dealership. And I wrote it in case you're listening to us in a market where maybe we don't, maybe we hadn't been able to find a great Kia dealer or a Volkswagen dealer. I mean, there's plenty of Ford, Chevys, you know, dealers out there that are really good at what they do. But when you get into some of the lower volume cars, it's hard to find them. So I gave you tips there on how to make sure that you find the right dealership. Let's go to uh, Vic in Cleveland, Ohio. Vic, welcome. Hi, Jerry. Um, well, years back, you referred me to uh, try uh, Subaru, which I fell in love with and purchased in 2017. And then since then, we uh, retired and we're leasing now. And we got our most recent 2020 Outback. Both are Outbacks, by the way. Yeah. Um, with the automotive, automotive uh, trend, going and switching over to electric or all electric vehicles. Um, when we're in the lease in that, in about two years, we're going to have to look at uh, really uh, turning it in and leasing another one. How are they going to be doing uh, with electric, all electric vehicles with the, like the Subaru's uh, drivetrain, all, you know, all the all wheel drive that uh, not, that's better than most uh, are all, uh, four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive vehicles. Yeah, they got the best and system. How will the all-electric... What they do is, in in, in simple terms, they put uh, electric motor on the rear axle area and electric motor on the front. And so, typically, it's like the new Mustang Mach-E. The one that I reviewed was rear-wheel drive only, but the front-wheel drive unit would have two more motors in the front that run the front wheels. So it, the system itself works the same. When the all-wheel drive will kick in when the, the the wheels feel some slippage and it'll transfer the power to where it's needed. It, the electric cars 
are going to be exactly the same way. In fact, they're already out there right now. So you got motors running the rear wheels. You got motors running the front wheels. They will engage exactly the same as if it were being powered by a gas engine. It, it it's really it's simpler than I'm probably making it sound, but uh, that's the way it works. And I do appreciate the call, Vic. With straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive, call CarPro USA now at one eight hundred nine two six seventy seven seventy seven. So they say that the Shelby Cobra, not the Mustang Cobra Shelby, but the real Shelby Cobra that's on sale tonight on the auction block at the Barrett-Jackson Scottsdale auction is one of only two that Carroll Shelby actually owned himself. And it is in pristine collision, uh, condition. Doesn't look like he took it out on the track or anything. What do you think it'll bring? Million, million and a half? Oh, yeah. Easily, easily, easily. I watched uh, some, do you remember that Ram TRX truck that I had? Yeah. For review, just, I mean, it's it's a Hellcat pickup, 702 horses under the hood. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, just, it was a monster. And it's stickered for a little under 90,000 here locally. In Dallas, they've been bringing used 115 to $119,000. They auctioned off VIN number one last year. Zero, zero, one. Yep. $400,000 for charity. It was, it was a really touching moment. Quick question for you. Yes. VINs are supposed to be 17 numbers, right? Yeah, they are. Numbers so, and letters. Numbers and letters. So is it going to be... 16 zeros and then a one? No. No, there's a lot more that goes into the VIN than just that. Uh, In fact, there's a story on my FAQ page uh, about interpreting VIN numbers. And I kind of walk you through. The FAQ page at carprousa.com? Yeah, I kind of walk you through. The very first number is the uh, country origin. Second one's the assembly plant. Third one is... I think either engine that all it's the got. way through 17, all the way through 17. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Let's go to Grant in California. Grant, welcome. How can I help you? Good morning, Jerry and Kevin. Thank uh, you, sir. Jerry, uh, recently online, I saw some spy photos of the 2022 F-150 and about four or five of them were dedicated to an independent rear suspension. Do you think Ford would really do that, or are they just fishing for uh, some information from people? Uh, what, what kind of website were you on, Grant? Was it? It wasn't a Ford it, website, I assume. No, it was just a general that uh, comes up on the homepage where they have interesting stuff to see. But it was, you know, that regular camouflage cover they put on them and. Uh, the, uh, I mean, I'm sure they just dragged it out of a navigator assembly line or something. But probably, I don't think I, I can't see Ford going to an independent rear suspension on the F-150. Uh, that would cut their their payload capacity, and payload and towing are everything in the truck wars that are out there. 
That's why they keep trying to outdo each other. Plus, the 2021, which I'm driving this week and reviewing, it's all new. I mean, Ford says Ford says 97% of the parts in this 2021 are, are new versus 2020. So the cost of, of redesigning a, a, a vehicle for an auto manufacturer is massive. That's why they don't change every year like they used to. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but in the '60s, I can you could you could tell every single year there was a big change in the looks of a car, and then it because they got so sophisticated, changing them now is a major expense. We want if there's any changes to the 2022 F-150, they'll be very minor, and that'll be it probably for three years, and it could be four. Um, you know, Toyota with Tundra, they've been on a cycle of changing every seven years, which is smart, but they're also not a contender when it comes to truck volume. And, and they may never be. We'll see when this new truck comes out at the end of this year, if they can get up there and play with the big boys. But typically it goes Ford, Chevrolet, Ram, sometimes Ram and Chevy go back and forth. Uh, one being number two, one being number three. And then finally, GMC and Tundra at the bottom of the list. No, I'm sorry. Nissan would be at the very bottom of the list. Tundra outsells it. But the the number the numbers are huge. My point is, it's expensive. They just came out with a new truck. They're not going to change anything for 2022. I get tickled looking at some of those websites because what they, they sucker you in with a headline – or a story, and then they want you to click on things because that's how they make their money. And I think that's probably what you were looking at. I do appreciate the phone call, and I thank you for listening. Our podcast, if you have missed any of the three hours that we're on the air on the national show, our podcast will be up this afternoon about 2.30 Central Time. You can get all three hours. Don't believe a deal that's too good to be true, because it probably is. Call CarPro USA at 1-800-926-7777. And we welcome Greg in Houston, Texas. Greg, thanks for holding. What can I help you with, sir? Hey, fellas. How are y'all? We're good. We're good. What's on your mind? I've come, I've come to this particular well so many times and gotten good advice. I'm back for more. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> so I've got a 2015 Crew Cab uh, 4x4 F-150, and I tend to drive my truck, my, my cars, till the wheels fall off. However, in the last eight months, I've had two kind of unexpected but covered by an extended warranty repairs. Um, I had the front axle four by four actuators replaced. And then I had both sides, the front axle uh, shafts replaced and the bearings. And it got me a little spooked. How many miles um, on this truck, I'm Greg? 68,000. Yeah, that's a boy. That's unusual. Yeah. That's, that's what the dealer said. Now I did a little bit of research and, and um, the 2015 was a new year model and, and the transmission is what's what some people are avoiding problems with. I don't know that the four by four and the axle shaft would be considered transmission issue. 
Um, but I got three questions. So I've got an extended warranty. If I traded it, would that extend? The, the, but it, it expires in October of this year. Would that have any value? Second question is, um, well, the mechanical, the unexpected mechanical, would be the second question. Third question would be, I've got two mods that I've done to it. I've got a coal air intake uh, K and N, and I've got a Flowmaster exhaust kit on the truck. Would those add positive value, neutral value, or negative value if I did a trade in? Okay. Uh, and you should think about trading because of the truck market right now. It's crazy, and your truck's got great mileage. Uh, the Flowmasters will help. The the K and N probably doesn't add much to it, to be honest with you. Uh, as long as it performs well, that's all anybody really cares about. But a lot of people out there like those Flowmasters, and I do too. Um, the your extended warranty, you can cancel it. And get a pro rata refund, but if you're that close to the end, it's probably not gonna probably not gonna amount to much. But it doesn't help the value at all. A dealer's gonna want to sell their own warranty with that truck. So I would cancel it and get what little money that you can get back and and put it in your pocket. Might be a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks or so. But talk to Jorge over at Tomball Ford. Let's let's look at some numbers right now while the market's so good. Maybe it's time to get a truck. So definitely it's time to get advice from CarPro USA. 1-800-926-7777. This hour, CarPro USA is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive Save over $750 on that. Check them out, progressive.com. You know, looking again at your list that I find so fascinating about the fastest selling new and used vehicles last year, the Cadillac Escalade ended up being the fourth fastest selling selling vehicle last month. For some reason, I haven't seen a lot of them on the road, and that surprised me. Am I just in the wrong neighborhood? Yeah, I think maybe so, because they're selling. Um, production has been light on those. So when you got a vehicle that's a, just completely redesigned, if you remember, I had it over the Christmas holidays. And so you got a brand new vehicle that's completely redesigned, and they haven't ramped up production ah. on it yet. It's going to sell fast. Quickly, sure. As soon as it comes in. Now, next week in the free weekly newsletter, which you can subscribe to from the front page of carprousa.com down at the bottom, I will have the slowest sellers new and used. The turkeys. Yes. <laughs> not a list you really want to oh, make. No, that's, you, you don't want to make that list. No, you'd really prefer not to. Let's go to Lenny in Cleveland, Ohio. Lenny, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for taking my. Um, I heard you earlier speaking of a Shelby. Well, Shelby, I'm not calling about, but I'm <laughs> calling about a 2020 Ford Mustang. Yeah. Convertible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was offered one, and I'm not sure, you know, if it's a good deal or not. So I thought I'll ask the pros. We're looking at 2020 Ford Mustang convertible with um, the regular EcoBoost engine approximately 29,000 miles on it and um, the sticker price $28,000. I, 
I don't keep up with used car values, Lenny, a lot other than what I see at the auction. And because of the crazy pricing right now, I did ride a bunch of them down this week. Uh, the EcoBoost mm-hmm. is is the engine I'd want in it over the V8, to be honest with you. Uh, that thing is a Enjoy. real – It's the EcoBoost is a real performer. Uh, and I love the fuel economy of it. <clears throat> the car itself sounds fine. I would guess that car – Last year had a sticker price close to $40,000. Here's the big question. Is it factory certified? Said I'm not sure. I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer. Is it at a Ford dealership? No. Okay, it's not certified then. It can't be certified unless you buy it from a Ford dealership. Um, Uh And here's the things that really set certified cars apart. One is the warranty that comes with it. You'll have warranty all the way to 100,000 miles from the factory with a certified car. Uh, The process that the car has to go through to become a certified car. Uh, There's 161 different things that they check on that car to make sure they're right. So you're buying the closest thing to new when you buy certified. So... You know, the problem is these cars, they're hard to find. They don't sell. They don't sell great, and particularly in areas that get weather like Cleveland, um, they don't sell well at all. So you may have trouble finding a certified one, but I would tell you, uh, take a look at Claben Ford, K-L-A-B-E-N, Claben Ford. Rich Claven is a dear friend of mine. See if he's got something. If he does, it'll be great. If not, and you like the one that you found, there's probably a little room in that price. There almost always is uh, in a used car. But be sure, I can't stress this enough, be sure and pull an autocheck.com report. Cost you about 20 bucks. If you're not buying certified, it's the best 20 bucks you could spend. Well, thank you so much. Well, you I really are so information. welcome. Anytime <laughs> I can help you, call us back. Uh, you'll like the car. They drive great. They ride great. Um, very reliable. Uh, but if you can find a certified one that'll work for you, boy, I'd sure recommend you go that way. You may pay a little bit more, but guess what? You've got that warranty. And and you if you buy this other car, you're going to want to buy an extended warranty more than likely. At least I would recommend that you do. And so you don't have to do that with the with the certified car. I I, I wrote Ford's certified program in 2001 for them, and they still use it today. When I was uh, the Ford National Dealer Council chairman. So check with Rich. See if Rich has got anything, and and if if he's got one, it will be certified. You can just count on that. Lenny, good luck to you. I thank you. I wish you the best. And to Sarah in Houston, we go. I am so excited. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks. So the reason I'm calling is I'm on my seventh Toyota. I know I don't sound like it, but I'm 63 and I've been driving them since I was 16. Um, and I was in a car accident in my forerunner and it totally saved my life because it crumpled just the way it was supposed to. And I walked away with bruises and that's it. Yep. So I replaced it 
with a Tundra that is a 2003 Tundra, which is really old. Um, It's got 112,000 miles on it. It runs really great. Uh, the thing that I, I'm calling about is I wanted to ask, I'm, I want to take it to my mechanic and say to him, you know, like, check it over for me. So I know I need him to check the transmission. Um, what else should I have him, like, focusing in on? Should I have him, like, flush the transmission or flush the, you know, all the systems? No, don't, don't, no. don't do a no. bunch, don't do flushes at that don't mileage. That. Okay. Uh, what oh, okay. the the flushes, flushes, Sarah? Are can you turn your radio down for me, honey? Thank you. The flushes are very high pressure, and it puts a lot of pressure on the seals and gaskets. And I've seen many cases. In fact, I when I owned my dealerships, I forbid my people to do flushes past seventy five thousand miles because of the risk of blowing a seal or gasket out. Now. Have him check the transmission fluid and see what color it is. If it's never been changed, it should be changed, not flushed. So have him do that. Have him do a visual on all your belts and hoses and have him pull the wheels and look at the brakes. And other than that, you're just going to have to take it as it goes. That's very low mileage for an 18-year-old truck. And these were good trucks. I mean, obviously, that year... They got really big in 2007 when they changed to the new body style. It's still there today, basically. Uh, but that truck should just have a ton of life left with it. Do a little preventative stuff that I just talked about, and you should be fine. Do you know this technician? Do you know this mechanic very well? Oh yes, he's been my guy for 30 years. Okay, because typically I would say. You're writing a blank check, but if you know him, then that'll be fine. And and he'll know what I'm talking about. Tech mechanics love to do flushes because it's 100% profit. There's no late. I mean, all we're talking about is labor, no parts. So they love that, but it's just not a good idea once you get up into that kind of mileage. Pass on that, but do everything else. Sarah, it's so great to talk to you. Thanks so much. There are lots of things to do before you buy your next vehicle. Let CarPro USA tell you what they are. 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA, Kevin McCarthy, Jerry Reynolds. If you're new to the show, we're here same time, same channel, every weekend, 52 weeks a year. About a couple of weeks a year, you might get a best of. Yeah. But uh, we're here pretty much all the time because Jerry likes to help people. It's as simple as that. And we're online at carprousa.com all the time. Again, let me remind you, check out my FAQ page and just peruse the different topics there. There is something there that I would go so far as to say would help everybody listening right now today because there's there's such varied content. Uh, the senior section, if you're a senior citizen, is is really I put a lot of thought into that. Uh, and there's an article, and if you find yourself in this position there, there's an article about taking mom and dad's keys away, which is something none of us – that's one of the hardest articles I've ever written. 
just because it hurt to think about it. I never had to do that with my folks. Unfortunately, they passed away before I had to face that, but many of you will. So take a look at that. Uh, I've got a great article on dealing with an insurance adjuster. I've got a great article on diminished value. If you if you've been in a wreck in the last two years, that's not your fault. You've got money coming, and you should take advantage of that. And I'll tell you how to do it. Uh, so lots going on. Let's talk to Doug in Mule Valley, California. Doug, welcome. Hey, Jerry. I enjoy your show. And, Kevin, you do great work, too, as usual. Thank you. And I just wanted to uh, – a question about pickup trucks. Yeah. I've got a 2010 Ram. 1500 so four-wheel drive with a hemi it's been a great truck i bought it new uh it just literally the other day turned fifty-four thousand miles oh wow and it's an ex yeah it doesn't get driven a lot but it's a great truck and uh i'm looking at possibly another ram or i was going to look at the 2021 f-150 i drove an f-150 xl with a 2.7 liter and uh, I was impressed with the power it had because it's making 400 foot-pounds of torque at 3,000 RPMs. Oh, yeah, and good so gas with mileage. Those, with those, yeah, and that's something here in California, you know, they're trying to outlaw us. You know, anybody who wants to drive a gas car. But um, so that was something I was looking at. I mean, I think it would get obviously better than the Hemi. Uh, and I'm, Oh, God, yeah. I, I still want to, I still want a half ton. I don't want a Ranger or something smaller. Right. Um, now, you, you were driving the Platinum this week, but you're talking about how quiet it is. That's one thing I've noticed with my Ram is it's very quiet, and yep. the newer ones are really quiet. Yep, yep, yep. But it, but is the Platinum stuffed with a lot more insulation than an XLT? No, I, I would say no. Um, I, I think they would be exactly the same. You, you, if you went down to an XL, you might run into that, but the XLT... I mean, that's their best-selling model of the yeah. number one yeah. selling vehicle in America. And they're, they're, yeah. Ford focuses on quietness. That's one of the things that they do a really good job with. And I do like the 2.7. It's been, it's been a great engine so far. And my other question is, I don't really want to hassle with trying to sell my truck. I did talk to one of your dealers up in Auburn, Auburn last year when I talked, thought about trading it in. Yeah. But they wouldn't give me anything for it and even though i sent him pictures and stuff and he said hey you know you're just kind of caught because it's that of that age even though it didn't have any miles on it, it was clean so what was it does that get me the vin guy does he do anything in northern california yeah he will he'll, they'll get it picked up um they sold okay. last wednesday they sold 100 cars in dallas out of nashville and and what they do instead of showing the car running through they just use pictures so they'd park it at a facility up there probably the manheim location in your area and then sell it from there and then the, whoever buys it it's their responsibility to pick it up it's give me the vin.com slash car pro that's the way to do it thanks for the call you might just be better off leasing than buying your next car Find out. Call CarPro USA at 1-800-926-7777. Garrett in San Antonio, you're going to be the last call this hour. How can I help you, Garrett? 
All right. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so we are we have a unique situation. Hoping you guys can help. Um, roughly two months ago, my fiance's um, Toyota Corolla was totaled. Uh, we did receive eleven thousand uh, dollars from the uh, insurance company. Um, so we are left with a 2015 uh, Ford Escape Titanium, 98,000 miles. Unfortunately, a few days ago, um, I did have to get it towed to a mechanic, and they're telling me that I'm going to need a $4,000 transmission rebuild on it. <sighs> um, yeah, yeah. So here's the crazy situation. Either next month or the month after, my fiance is going to start taking contracts as a traveling nurse. So we are going to be traveling across the United States, mainly from San Antonio up to the Bay Area in California. So we are going to be putting some good miles on our next vehicle. Our plan was to take the money that uh, we got you know, from the, the total loss, pay off the Ford Escape and run it until the wheels fall off. However, with the uh, transmission issue, we've starting to think should we be looking at maybe a RAV4, a Subaru Forester, because it will be um, us two, our essentials, and then we have a dog that we're going to be taking as well. Got it. Um, so just, yeah, just kind of looking to see what you think would be our, our best move financially. Yep. Um, and what, yeah, just what you would uh, recommend. I would recommend trading it as it is. I think the RAV4 or the, the Subaru would be really good choices for you. I'd probably go with the Subaru if you're going to uh, Northern California. It'll perform better up there, uh, and the Subaru has been great. So trade it like it is. Uh, you're probably okay in it with the crazy used car market right now. And look at look at a Subaru Outbacker Forester. Just one phone call is all it takes to find the perfect car for you. Call CarPro USA at one eight hundred nine two six seventy seven seventy seven. 